0: Welcome to the Chirpin' Birds Podcast. The preseason has ended. The Eagles prepare for cutdown day on Tuesday. This upcoming Tuesday, they uh, enter the uh, actual season, going to Detroit. But before we get into the season, which will uh, likely be you know next week, uh, prepping for for Week One, we'll we'll get into the end of training camp here. Our our final locked in fifty three man rosters and the stakes that come along with that uh, we'll reveal later in the episode before we get started Mike how you doing
1: I'm doing well we're two weeks away from Eagles football and that is a good thing
0: it is interesting like um, we're we're both fine you know not, no, nothing's uh, there's no downer or anything with the team they're coming off a 48 to 10 loss uh, so, you know, this is probably the most chipper post uh, game podcast. we'll, we'll do um, uh, whether it counts or not. Uh, that was a little, you know, disappointing. Both of us couldn't make it through the whole game. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, we've seen enough. We saw a lot from practice uh, that we talked about last episode. Um, we didn't know at the time, but the the second joint practice was then canceled by the Dolphins due to a stomach bug. So the Eagles practiced against themselves. But all all that said, um, we're, we're gonna get into our final 53 man predictions um, today. And uh, I think that's exciting. Um, You know, uh, some, some of them don't have to do with the so, some of them very much do have to do with the performance in the in the last preseason game against the Dolphins. But some uh, don't as there's been a lot of guys uh, nursing injuries and, and we'll get into all that. Um, but first, uh, big news of the last couple days. Uh, Dallas Cowboys starting left tank left tankle uh, tackle. <laughs> uh, uh, Tyron Smith will likely miss multiple months uh with a, a torn hamstring i see uh the technical term is a avulsion fracture of the knee thought it was a torn hamstring yeah,
1: the initial report was hamstring and then i'm I not think a doctor but the, uh the second report reported a broken a broken bone in the knee so it sounds very painful whatever uh was snapped or broken he's obviously a very uh talented left tackle when he's healthy he's certainly among the best in the league some people have him as the best left tackle um but his his issue has been staying on the field he certainly has kind of like a jason peters um trajectory as a very talented yet injury prone kind of star offensive lineman and they were not set up for any sort of big injury along their offensive line. Um, so this really kind of poses a big, a big problem to the Cowboys, which I think we're not like uh, dancing for the injury here, obviously, but this is, um, this definitely kind of shifts the power of the division, in my opinion. I think it, if you didn't have the Eagles winning the division, I think, this is certainly something that'll push you in that direction.
0: Yeah, and he's uh 31 years old around the same age as Lane Johnson uh, you know obviously on the, on the other side for for Lane Johnson. but I, I saw an interesting stat from uh, Brandon Lee Galton that six since 2016, the Cowboys with Tyron Smith 41 and 24 that's a 631 winning percentage. And without him, they're 17, and 15. That's a five thirty one winning percentage. So there's still above 500, but that's a hundred percentage points lower, uh, without him. Uh, so it, it's definitely a big loss. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get into our, the division outlook and obviously the matchups, uh, when, when the Eagles do play the Cowboys, but, uh, you know, the Cowboys lose, uh, Amari Cooper, they, they lose uh, other, other weapons. I mean, Randy Gregory is not, um, you know, necessarily a make or break player, but he, he was a depth, uh, edge rusher. Um,
1: I, he was, I, I think, you know, like he got a pretty massive contract. So I, I would say he's more, he's more than a depth guy. He, he was kind of like a rising star in, uh, that defensive line uh cooper you know that's a big miss they i think if they go back in time like they trade him away for a fifth i know that uh the kind of the spending spree of star wide receivers um that kind of rush on the guys including aj brown makes cooper's uh final year of his contract much more agreeable he's getting. He's getting $20 million this year. They traded him away for a fifth round pick. That was a great deal for the Browns. Uh, they do cut, or I forget if they cut or if they just part of ways with Lyle Collins. He was uh, one of their backup tackles for last year. And this year, they don't really have a, a veteran guy to step up, especially at left tackle. Um, and it seems like their best option uh, for the majority of this season will be uh, plugging their first round pick from this last year's draft, Tyler Smith, who they had him, his whole preseason slash training camp has been at left tackle next to, or sorry, at left guard next to Tyron Smith. Now uh, all indications point toward him sliding over to left tackle, a position that he played in college, but he was he had a lot of penalties for holds, um, so not. it seems like he's kind of getting thrown into the deep end, kind of a, a prospect on the rawer side than, you know, game day ready, kind of like a Cam Juergens. You know, he, he's got really good, um, he's got the traits, he's got the athleticism, but he's not like ready to go prime time, so i kind of just throwing him into the fire now. Or at least that's, that's what it seems like will, will happen.
0: Yeah, the, there was a lot of debate on, on Twitter about whether or not the Eagles should look into trading Dillard, uh, who's obviously one, one of the best uh, depth tackles in the league, I would say, as a fir- former first-round pick, who's improved over the course of the last you know three seasons. Yeah, it's crazy. Been...
1: This time last season, I feel like a lot of Eagles fans would have – traded him for like a fourth. Now people are like, Day two or no thanks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sorry, not day
1: two, round two.
0: Yeah. So I I, I think um the depending what's out there, like the, the Cowboys could be desperate and, and offer, I mean, it, it's the same, it's the same debate. Like would for, for the Eagles, should they uh, trade in an asset? That's a, a solid piece to a, a division rival, especially the, uh, the Cowboys division rival. Um, and, and would the Cowboys want to give us a high draft pick as compensation for that? So um I think ultimately, you know, we, we don't know how this year will go. And, um, this year's a lot about, uh, if, if Jalen's going to be the guy, uh, under center for the Eagles moving forward. And I think getting another, um, draft high draft pick, uh, to, to broaden the, uh, the, the treasure trove of picks to, uh, to set yourself up moving forward is, is extremely valuable. But I also think that, um, the, you know, the Eagles have, uh, made the playoffs and, and now this year they're poised to, to take the next step and make some more noise. And, uh, to do that, having Dillard on the roster is probably your, uh, your best bet to, um, sure up your, your O-line depth with the, which has been your, you know, your biggest strength, uh, last year and for the last, you know, seven, eight, nine years. So, um, it, it's a tough, it's a tough debate, but uh, I think he's uh, Dillard is a good player to, um, hold on to unless you get above asking price or above what, what value you would assign him as a neutral party. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, the the reports uh, or I shouldn't say reports, but reminders from beat writers of uh, the last couple moves, how he made uh, or how he has made moves between the last preseason game and week one being uh, signing Gardner Minshew or trading for Gardner Minshew and trading away Matt Breyer uh, last year. So there are some fringe moves kind of like that. I wouldn't say trading Dillard for for a second round pick is a fringe move. It's mm-hmm. a pretty major deal. So um there there are small moves that that may happen and uh whether that's rager or, or dillard we'll we'll be on the lookout for that but uh what would you would you trade dillard i i, I feel kind of like tossing my hands up like whatever how he thinks is is what i'll what i'll roll with
1: yeah i mean ultimately it comes down to like if if i think it's a good idea to trade him is the compensation and yeah. if a team comes calling you and says I'll, I'll trade you my sec my twenty twenty three second 23 second round pick for him yeah that's a deal for me unless um between now and then there's any sort of knock on wood like injury or scare to my lotta he's had injury issues in the past like anything beyond that like yeah let's let's make a deal um now, if it's a third or later, like probably not just because I think their roster is in a really good uh, spot right now. And we know how important offensive line depth is. And I know he's not a swing tackle, but he has shown that he's made development and progress at the left tackle spot. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd, I'd certainly be down. Um now for your 53, I didn't, or for my 53, I didn't factor in any trades. I didn't people. either. Okay. So I think that's uh,
0: too, that's too risky. Yeah. Um, All right, so on t- the on,
1: Yeah. So on the topic of trades, since neither of us included them, let's go down, I guess the, uh, the popular, properly considered guys who were like on the trade block, um, do you think Diller will, will get traded between now and uh let's let's say uh 2 weeks game day is he on the Eagles?
0: Uh, I would say yeah. I I don't I don't think Dallas would send a second round pick to uh you know in division. Um, I mean it could
1: it could also be the Colts going back. Can you believe Matt Pryor is their projected starting left tackle? That's crazy.
0: Nah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I I uh I haven't looked around the league to see, uh, what, what needs there are out there, but, um, I, I haven't turned, uh, my perspective on, or I haven't changed my perspective on it. I, I think Dillard, um, you know, a lot of the reports are he's, he's had a fine camp, not a standout camp. Um, and I do think that he's worth, uh, a lot, uh, or yeah. worth, uh, worth enough to not just give him away. Like Matt Pryor was traded for, I believe a seventh round pick. So, uh, Matt Pryor's, you know, not as good as Andre Dillard, but, um, Yeah, i yeah. I think I don't
1: see a team calling and offering a second round pick. So I have Dillard staying, but you know, he's on the last year of his deal I'm probably leaning no, but I think it's like, it, it kind of feels like a coin flip to me, like I could see a team who is tackle needy, spotting him, seeing him as a guy to trade for and extend, you know, there's got to be, we're pretty spoiled as Eagles fans when it comes to offensive line starters in depth, and he's like a guy on the roster where like if you can get a good pick and return, you can prob you can, you can fill that roster spot because you're most likely getting a draft pick and return. That means you can, he's a valuable piece, but if you get the draft pick and return, now you, now you have an extra spot on the 53 to develop, uh, a guy who could potentially be that swing tackle you don't have right now. If you're excluding Larry Clark, which I think most people would be, um, Okay, so we're on the same page for Dillard. How about Jalen Rager?
0: I, I think the same thing with Rager. All the reports are he's hasn't flashed or or done more than uh, expected. Like they've both had fine camps. Um,
1: I think the yeah, asking price would be a lot lower though. So it would, it
0: would, it would be um, for me. I
1: think that increases the odds of a trade happening. Like I would, I would take a, I would take a day three pick on him easy.
0: Yeah. Uh, at that point, you're looking at four um, receivers that are in, in rotation. I mean, if you want to bring Greg Ward back, if you like Deion Kane, who had a couple of drops, um, you know, you're John Hightower, you know, you're you're kind of uh, replacing Rager with with those guys. And I think Rager. I think that's fine, though. I think Ray. I as think fifth, of that. Of as that, that f-
1: fifth wide receiver, what are you even looking for besides a guy who uh, will be seeing maybe like I don't know somewhere between like eight and eight to ten snaps a game? Because remember, like they're not really taking Dallas Goddard off the field. He's he's going to be seeing more targets than your average tight end. I don't think um, you
0: need. I don't think you need Rager. But if you're if you're getting a a seventh round pick for him of a guy they're probably going to cut anyway you know i I guess you're taking a chance on on upside versus what you what you have in rager but i would think you know rager's probably the best fifth receiver in the league or something like that so especially as someone gets hurt like he he's a former first round pick who's had some nfl experience like I don't. I don't. I think he's like a below-average NFL receiver, but I, I don't think he's not an NFL receiver. Uh, I I know he's he's If he was like a third-round pick or something, he'd be like a fine. They kept JJ Arthiga Whiteside for, you know, four years or whatever. He did,
1: I would say they did, but that was on worse rosters. Sure. So
0: I, I just think I would, he, I would he open would, the
1: field just to. Like I think, even if you could say the ceiling, the theoretical ceiling of Jalen Rager being higher than next man up, like a Deion Kane or a Burton Covey or some other guy who gets cut around the league, I would be, I would roll the dice and just hope for a higher floor, just because there's there's plenty of guys around the league who pop up on other teams and they're just undrafted free agents. I think opening that door for the possibility of getting a guy like that. Like, like, we know what Jalen Rager is. He's, he's a disappointing team on special team, like on return. He doesn't really play special teams aside of that. And he's going to be seeing a very limited handful of snaps come game day and like, hate to do it. But like, we know that his effort, is pretty low when he's not expecting the ball and in this offense he's going to see a very limited amount of snaps. so it like it just doesn't work he's i I feel like both parties would be better off with a change of scenery
0: i agree with that i i think to answer the question uh i think he'll still be on the roster I i don't think someone's gonna trade you know I'm
1: going to say one. he, I'm going to say is, and maybe that's me just being hopeful, but I think a lot of it's like applying the, uh,
0: they're not going to cut him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he will be cut. He's certainly on this team, unless he's traded and I'm going to go on the record saying, I think he gets traded just because it's much lower stakes. So I think like, you know, if you get a, a five or a six for him.
0: I think a five would be done. a steal
1: yeah I don't I don't think they'll do a seventh that's like
0: that's just giving them away
1: yeah I, I guess next to if a team's interested I could see I don't think Howie will trade him for a seven just because of that point it's like um yeah there's almost like if if I'm only getting a seventh I want to keep him just because I don't want him to work out for you <laughs> yeah you know? all right yeah. um let's see Are there any other guys that you, like, as you were doing your 53, without exposing the guys who were on it, were there any guys that you think the Eagles should really try to um, kind of make a deal on this guy just with the roster math?
0: I don't think so. Uh, We talked about, um, you know, quarterback last week i think a lot of uh reed Sinet fans were uh disappointed so many reed Sinet fans just yeah. heartbroken or, or Sinet as uh the dolphin I, I we watched the dolphins uh stream that was the only one we could find so um reed Sinet, um who was a former miami dolphin i believe in 2020 mm-hmm. so uh you know, I, I thought his, uh, some of the talk around him was like, he's got a, he's got a decent arm and, uh, I could kind of see a little, a little zip, a little bit, uh, for a couple plays, but it seemed like, like I thought, I thought he's better than like Nate Sudfeld and certainly Clayton Thorson. Um, but it, it, appeared to me that they just had a lot of dink and dunk plays for him uh for the portion of the game that I watched I believe it was mostly the second quarter um a lot of screens a lot of like little uh over the middle passes uh, nothing too exciting uh he did have a little zip on those throws um I don't I don't think uh you know, obviously, it wasn't anything special, but he he didn't really look like um, he was being permitted to do anything or, or you know, whether that's because of lack of talent or, or game plan or, or whatever it was. But, uh, you know, Huntley got a lot of um, action. I think he's probably like the bubble or he's definitely the bubble running back. Um so, so that was interesting. I feel like all these guys are probably just, um, you know, bubble being they'll make the team or they'll be practice squad guys. I don't see them as, um, you know, out uh, getting Difference picked maker. up or. Getting picked up on on waivers or anything like I think a lot of these guys will be on the team. There's the the vested veteran situation with waivers, like they waived Rick Lovato last year. Forgot to mention last week, uh, Fletcher Cox got cut last year um, to to renegotiate his his contract. But um, you know, there's those unforeseen finagling moves that that the front office can do that uh, I think. Makes uh, guessing the fifty-three a little uh, interesting because um, you know technically you have Rick Lovato, the only long snapper there is, and and he's not on the fifty-three, and you're kind of like, oh well, I got that one wrong. Um, so yeah, I th- I think uh, you're not going to trade Reed Sinet or or Jason Huntley or anything, but those are kind of like bubble guys that um, I I think can provide value, uh, if there's injuries and, and, uh, you know, they, they got a lot of attention and, and game time, uh, and, and obviously we're healthy throughout training camp.
1: Yeah. I think one guy that I would, you know this isn't a prediction, but I, I could see them trying to trade Marvin Wilson. Um, he's a guy that on the preliminary 53 man, I pointed out as a guy who He's in his second year. He was an undrafted free agent last year with the Browns. He's made a lot of progress. He was coming off an injury last season. Uh, the team's seen a lot of progress from him, and he just so happens to be stuck in a very crowded and talented group. So I could see, um, especially like a team that's gone up against him and these joint practices, like, you know, if the Dolphins liked what he was showing or. Um, who was the first team? The Jets. Had, yeah, the Jets. Maybe the Jets like them. Maybe Joe Douglas saw something. You know, maybe... Jets, Browns, him. and
0: Dolphins. Well, they didn't have the joint practice with the Jets, but they played them.
1: All right. Um, so he's just a guy. He, he's shown a good bit this preseason. and I can't see the Eagles carrying six defensive tackles, but uh, he's he's a guy that I if he doesn't make the 53 spoiler i don't have him making the 53 i would be surprised if he makes it through the through to the practice squad just because um he's pretty talented but um going back to the uh the canceled joint practice day 2 in Miami what did you make of what Nick Sirianni said about Jalen Hurts uh practice his review of Hurts
0: well I mean, at, at face value without looking into whether it's lip service or not, I thought it was very like positive. Um, uh, he said that it, it was Jalen hurts best practice. He's seen him have, uh, as an Eagle last year and this year, as long as he's been here, obviously Jalen hurts was here the last year. Doug was here. Mm. Um, and, uh, when asked specifically about that, he was saying that he was seeing the field processing, making his reads, all that stuff very quickly. And uh, his stats didn't show that good of a practice. Uh, You know, I think he had like no, no touchdowns and a pick or something. Uh, I forget exactly what it was. And I don't know what his completion percentage was, But, um, so if, I don't know if you have those stats, but, uh, that'd be interesting. Um, but I, I thought that that was encouraging after a joint practice against a legitimately good team. Um, that, that was just like a, a nice sign of Jalen's growth. And I think even though he didn't necessarily perform as well, uh, it, it gives me more confidence in him playing teams of, uh, you know, lesser talent or equal talent. I think the, uh, the Dolphins defense is solid and, um, you know, they probably had different looks than uh, he experienced so far in, in the preseason. So um, I, I thought it was pretty positive. I think a lot, some of it was a little like, Getting a little exaggerated or a little too yeah. lip service-y, but um, I, it, it feels like the consensus take on on Jalen is that he has improved in in areas that um, are are his like uh, his weak you know, spots. His weak spots, yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, I, I thought it was positive, and especially against a good team you know the you face the jets the the browns are have a, a lot of uh, stuff going on off the field as well um so i, I think a, a dolphins team with yes a new head coach but um you know a, a lot of uh, guys who have been there and they've had success lately uh i, I think was it was a positive
1: yeah i agree i think um Certainly, I think part of it was strategic and that he was trying to guard his quarterback. A lot of people were saying that like, it was just kind of a like a blah day and the offense was kind of uh, stalling and Hertz wasn't really throwing the ball deep. So I do think part of it is him just being a, a player's coach, but I don't think it was just like a fabrication. Like I think he was trying to point out they're like the, the coaches, they have, um, they have a plan for the practice, and they have kind of their rubric for the day. And to the public that performance may not hit the checklist of like hitting guys downfield making splash plays. But depending on what um, that rubric of the day is, it sounds like he accomplished what they wanted to set out and do. And you know, I agree um, it, it is like, I don't, I don't think Nick's out there just putting on a smile and lying to everybody. I do think, um, there was a purpose to it and it wasn't just, uh, trying to puff up his quarterback, even though I do think part of it is, uh, defending his quarterback when he feels that's needed. But, um, now that, you know, Dale didn't play in the final preseason game, that wasn't a surprise. Now, the practices are closed to uh the beat reporters. Next time we see Jalen play, it'll be the regular season. What would you uh what would you say about his preseason slash training camp? Like how are you feeling? What would you kind of diagnose what we've seen from him so far?
0: I, I think one of the one of the through lines was uh them focusing on Jalen taking care of the ball. So that being a focus, he, he improved on that just statistically from the reports coming out of camp. Uh, I think it's not a complete picture because a lot of his game is running when the play breaks down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be curious to see if he prematurely uh, – Run, uh, scrambles and, and runs um, kind of gives up on the play as early as he would last year, um, which, which was sort of a weak spot. Um, I'd be interested in his pocket presence. Uh, I, I think that overall, I'd say the camp for him was as expected. I think he showed improvement in a number of ways the roster's improved. Um, you know, it's really exciting to to see a bunch of tweets constantly. Like, Jalen loves throwing to A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's exciting to see for for this year. Dallas Goddard quietly had a really good camp as well. Um, I think that, and you add Devontae Smith, you add Miles Sanders, whatever se- kind of season he's going to have. Um, assuming he's healthy Um, all all these things are are seem like they're coming together that Jalen will uh, have an easier time he'll not have to carry the the team week to week Um, and uh, you know the the threat of his uh, running will I think open up the offense a little more than he probably had it in practice. So I don't think that he improved astronomically as a passer. Um, but I think he's right on track of where he left off last year. And it feels like he, he might uh, come out and impress a little the first couple of weeks uh, as we see things that we, uh, they may, may not have ran um, in, in the preseason training camp. Um, but I, I, I'm not, super concerned i think the offense looks stagnant at times as far as the reporting goes and that's not great um but they they do have a opposite of last year where their schedule is weak at the beginning and stronger at the end so i think that that uh weak weakness of schedule in the beginning will help them uh maybe grind out some wins they otherwise should win handily um and, and they can continue to get their identity. I, I don't know who said it. Maybe it was like a Brian Baldegger thing, but um, uh, whoever said it was basically the idea was that teams find their identities in the first four weeks, like the first four weeks of the season, there's sort of an extended preseason where they're still figuring out how to play together, their identity, all that stuff. So, um, you know, their first four is uh, lion's, Uh, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars. So that's a pretty nice uh, group to uh, discover your your identity while you're Mm -hmm. sort of uh, still figuring things out. So um, I I think I'm just excited for for the season to start, to see Jalen play for real. Um, But overall, I I think it was as expected. It didn't make me more excited to watch him or, or less excited.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think he... He certainly didn't take like that big leap into, um, you know, being one of the premier quarterbacks in the league. I don't know how realistic that really was, but I do think he took the next step forward of progressing as a quarterback and, you know, the stuff of like throwing the ball more in the, inter- in the intermediate area or deep. Uh, throwing in the middle of the field, AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown has really unlocked some of his deficiencies, and yeah, I would say like he had he kind of um, bounced back and forth between like fine and good, and I would say that overall, that's that's what you 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 know you know you're not over the moon excited about that, but like you're you're happy to see that he continues to fine tune his game um, and turn into a more well-rounded quarterback even though we know he doesn't have those um like larger than life passing tools that the star quarterbacks have in this league i think he continues to be on the trajectory of like a good quarterback that continues to hone their game and like I said, I think that's probably, like, you know, somewhere in, like, if you're grading his performance this off season, like, he's probably, like, I'd give him a B.
0: He yeah. Could
1: prob- he could probably uh, go B-minus or B-plus on certain days, but overall I'd say it'd probably, like, a B performance.
0: I think that the compliment Sirianni gave him about the processing uh, uh, and making reads um, is, is the biggest factor because last year – they uh there were plenty of videos you know after the game where receivers were open and he didn't see them and then you know nick would say in a in a the monday uh press conference or or whenever it was after the game like we're not having him do this or we're not having him do that and uh, obviously star quarterbacks you're you're not having them focus on one thing of uh, an area to improve. Like they're, they're responsible for, you know, hitting those receivers. So I'm looking forward to seeing those tr- training wheel type things come off and expect him to, to see, see those guys. And um, I, I think if they're still running an offense with that in mind, then then Jalen probably uh, either needs uh, a lot more time to, to improve, to be a franchise guy or, or he won't get there. Um, so that that's the biggest thing. Cause I don't know that the arm, the lead arm strength or whatever debate is as relevant. Um, if he's not seeing the guy break away downfield, because there's, uh, you know, he's, he's seeing that later, uh, the guys, the, the D lines already on him or something like that. Um, but he, he does, I, I think, the processing and the taking care of the football, like there were some plays where he's running left, throwing right, um, you know, across his body or not, not planting his feet properly. Uh, those fundamental things are, are going to get him into trouble, and that happened last year. So there's, there's a lot of little things to pick apart, and obviously we're not seeing practice, and, and he's not really playing in the preseason. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on as uh, week one approaches. But um, I guess let's get into our 53 here. Do you have anything else on practice or for the game?
1: Yeah, just a few notes um, from yesterday's game. There weren't many, as you noted, the final score. uh, Pretty unbalanced, but let's see i thought it was kind of dorky of the dolphins to have their starters out there for the first three drives of the game this is the final uh pre-season game so most teams around the league you know have their starters on ice just to avoid any um you know calamitous injuries we saw patrick johnson really uh get a good hit on tua which was a nice sack and play by patrick johnson kind of where it's due but like if that's your starting quarterback taking the hit two weeks before regular season and like he gets injured i just don't see what the upside is there especially when the eagles are trotting out their uh second or third team like what are you what are you finding out about your know. starting quarterback i mean at that i point? i
0: i can see a path like the dolphins have a tough schedule you want him to get as many reps as possible he, he's failed to really take the next step as as he's been in the league all these things he's been injured but he has been injured so um yeah
1: just like I what are, are you trying to build confidence like how much can you even glean from that like as practice going up against other team like your starter with your starting like wide receiver one out there like tyreek Hill just flying down the field like it looks good when that's your team but like the reality is it's going up against backup so I don't know. I just you're you're running the risk of serious injuries with like little upside in my mind. Maybe they're trying new things and I don't know. It just seemed uh unnecessary and like flirting with injury to me. Um but also just made for a very uncompetitive uh game. But I digress. Um yeah, nice play from Patrick Johnson. That was one of the few defensive highlights of the game. Uh, Reed Blankenship, he's had a noteworthy uh, training camp and preseason. He's been around the ball a lot. Uh, He was a guy who I think definitely benefited from this final game. Uh, I'm seeing his name pop up on a good amount of 53 rosters. Uh, Devin Allen, he was getting a lot of praise from uh, beat reporters for his ability as a gunner. Oftentimes he was beating his guy down the field and he was the first guy to be near the ball. Um, So even though I don't think he ultimately cracks a 53 man, he was kind of a long shot, long shot guy. I think he's made a good argument to at least stick around on the Eagles. If not the Eagles, another team's practice squad. Um, So I think he also benefited. You mentioned that Jason Huntley, he had that 67 yard touchdown certainly a nice play to have
0: only very uninspiring sideline to sideline but he does have breakaway speed so it's very like confusing because he he i've i've he seen doesn't really him... have wiggle yeah he just
1: got burst yep yeah, yeah i agree um and yeah just tough game for reed Sonnet. uh i thought he's had a pretty good game pretty good camp uh up to yesterday and then things kind of spiraled out of control i feel like you know i don't want to we'll get to the 53 man i don't think it was a good look for him yesterday um did you have any other notes it was kind of like a you know at this point in camp i think a lot of the the 53 man is said i think you're really looking at maybe like somewhere like the last five or six spots and maybe there's a little bit of shuffling but uh i'm ready to go on the record with our final 53 man predictions all
0: right let's do it um i assume with quarterback where uh we both have two quarterbacks hertz and Minshew.
1: well real quick did you want to set the stakes for the oh, predictions right. of
0: course i got ahead of us uh, ahead of myself so uh, like last year, I don't remember if it was for the 53 or for something else, but but uh, I swear the, the loser buys the other a uh jersey. And last year I lost and purchased a Devontae Smith jersey for Mike. This year is the same stakes, um, for a Jordan Milata jersey. And uh, if there is a tie, we will break it by predicting. Um, the first, uh, touchdown score, uh, of the season. And if both of our guesses are incorrect, whichever one of those players scores first. So hopefully we won't have to get there, but if we do, we'll re-explain the tiebreaker, uh, <laughs> next episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go on the record with our tiebreaker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: how do we determine who gets first pick of the tiebreaker? <laughs>
0: um, uh pick a number between one and ten
1: um i pick three
0: all right so you get the first pick
1: okay cool is evens or odds gotcha i think we got it all set away and yes going back to what you said last time i had three quarterbacks after yesterday i have it down to two and you guessed the two
0: all right. Running
1: backs. All right. I still have three. Um, and that is Miles Sanders plus the Scott and Kenny Gainwell. How about you? I have the same. Okay. All right. Moving right along. Um, this is unchanged for me. I'm curious if it's unchanged for you. I have five and that is AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal, and Jalen Rager.
0: I have the same. So I took off a receiver. I was. took off Britton Covey.
1: Would you like to go on the record why you axed him?
0: Um, I think that there was a better use of that roster spot elsewhere.
1: Okay, so it wasn't necessarily you, you not liking him; it was just somebody else. No, I,
0: I think he would be a great practice squad guy, uh, and and a good guy to possibly activate on game days to see if he has any juice as a receiver. Uh, I'm, yeah. A returner, I mean. Him and
1: Devin Allen, their age doesn't help them. Mm. I think Brenton Covey's at 25 or 26. He he took a pause on football as a mission missionary. Devin Allen obviously took a longer absence from football as he was into running. Um, okay, so uh, so far. We are on the same page, no discrepancies, uh, tight end. I have the same three, and that is Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll and Grant Calcaterra.
0: I have the same.
1: Okay, offensive line. I have an addition uh, from last time, but I have Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Samalo, Lane Johnson, Jack Driscoll, Cam Jurgens, Sua Peta, Andre Dillard. So the same nine as last time with the addition of one Jack Anderson?
0: I made the same exact addition.
1: Oh boy. We're, we're flirting with the tie. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> okay. Uh, will you like, would you like to tell me why you added Jack Anderson?
0: Uh, he, well, one, he has experience with the team, uh, uh, from last year. So I think that gives him the edge on a couple guys that, uh, they've signed from elsewhere. Um, And, and the other part of it is he can play center and uh, you know, with Jason Kelsey being older and also having the elbow um, I I think it does make sense for him uh, to, to take a roster spot as a depth lineman and also a a potential backup center to Cam Juergens or emergency center. Um, And on top of that, uh, you know, you have Brett Toth on the pup. Uh, list he could he could come back at some point um so you you do have someone coming back but to sort of fill that spot uh in the meantime i think they value you know they they build their teams through the trenches and i i think that he's a valuable piece to uh to add to that group
1: yeah i agree i think he provides them with a good amount of versatility for the middle three spots on the offensive line um i think there is an argument for uh, coyote Awashika, who also has that versatility they have tried him out at both tackle spots he while he didn't fare well at left tackle um that was that was when they were out with they were without jordan Milata and andre dillard so it was kind of like an emergency situation and he didn't fare well but he was also, he also spent time on the active roster towards the end of last season uh, but I do have Jack Anderson here instead of him just because I think he's um, I think he's fared better generally this training camp I, I just feel like they trust him a little bit more even though I think ultimately if you would if they were equal like equal performances, I think you'd probably want to have a guy with better tackle versatility, especially if they decide to move on to Dillard, but, you know, I'm I'm in agreement with you, Jack Anderson. And I do think that's a spot that's worth, uh, you know, going deep at just because, um, they're very talented there. And I think teams know that and they'll probably be looking to see who doesn't make that spot because whoever doesn't make it is, um, Probably worth taking a hard look at. All right. Yeah. Moving moving on to the edges. Uh this is unchanged for me. Josh Sweat, Brian Graham, Derek Barnett, teron Jackson. Agree. Okay. We are twenty seven for twenty seven right now. Twenty seven
0: right. up, twenty-seven down.
1: <laughs> All right, defensive tackle. Hargrave, Cox, Williams, Davis, Tui, Polotu. Yep. alright right. We're we're getting closer and closer. Uh, Stand up rushing linebacker, Hassan Reddick, Patrick Johnson, Tyron Johnson. Yep. All right. Linebacker, traditional linebackers, TJ Edwards, Kazir White, Nakobe Dean, Davion Taylor, Sean Bradley. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, cornerbacks, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, Zach McPherson, and Josh Chobe. Yep. Okay. Coming down to effectively well, – we'll,
0: well, let's do special teams. Special first. teams, yeah. All Jake right. Elliott, Rick Lovato, Aaron <laughs> Sipas. Yeah. All right. All right. Safety. Right
1: now we're 45 through 45.
0: Should I uh, uh, read to yeah, break you, it up? Okay. Yeah, you have, do it. For, so uh, five, five safeties. Marcus Epps, Anthony Harris, Kayvon Wallace, Andre Sachere, Josiah Scott.
1: Okay, we have one difference.
0: All right, here we go. Do you want to guess what the difference is? You have Blankenship over Wallace. That's right. Uh huh.
1: So, really, it comes down to Team Blankenship versus Team Wallace. I'm feeling
0: pretty good about uh, getting the jersey.
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, there you have it.
0: So there you have it. So now we have a, a real camp battle here. No need I... for a
1: tiebreaker. Wait, wait, I guess there, there still is a need. Neither could make it.
0: If neither makes it and we're wrong elsewhere, then, then yes, we'll have to have the tiebreaker. Okay. So. So I... do you want to make your pick?
1: Yeah. Okay. I pick uh for the first Eagle to score a touchdown or the first of the two Eagles that we picked to score a touchdown, I'm picking AJ Brown. I think they're going to make a, make a thing of it. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's the highest paid Eagle. He's the longest, or he, he has the longest contract going in the future. I think he's like the kind of, uh, you know, when they're talking, when they're trying to promote an Eagles game, I think they're going to show the AJ Brown as the, uh, you know, the guy representing the Eagles say, so, yeah, give me AJ Brown. How about you?
0: All right. All right. I I will pick Dallas Goddard. That's a good pick. So uh, we'll we'll be back post uh cutdown day with the final fifty three. Um, obviously, uh, the the episode will come out after the announcement. So uh, we'll we'll start it off with a victory lap for one of us, most likely. Uh, if not, we'll uh, have to wait till week one uh, to see if the tiebreak will be enacted um any final thoughts um no no i'm
1: looking forward to seeing how this safety uh group gets ironed out or if there's any trades you know i think that could also add yeah. some in some uh, some excitement but you know two weeks eagles this, football this is locked in no
0: trades. so if there is a trade it, it'll right, just be course. wrong for both of us so it, it of it'll course. it'll even out Um, All right, so for Mike, I'm Ian, and uh, thanks for listening.